Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. And I'm Dave. And we might still be a little bit hungover because it's the day after Eurovision. Um, and we can't find Jan. <laughs> Jan is nowhere to be found. Um, no, but seriously, um, you may have heard in our last episode, we had a fun time. We had a party going on and now we know we're a little bit more serious. We're looking at something a little bit more professional. Um, I think it's time, you know, to compensate for the last episode, to have something a little bit more factual this time. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, just a, just a preliminary look at the results now that they've been out for a few hours. And well, they've been out for more than a few hours, but we've been awake for more than a few hours now. <laughs> and we've had time to look at them. So we thought we'd uh, look at them and yeah, and give you some, some of our comments and hope that you get in touch and let us know what you think. And maybe you can find some interesting factual nuggets in the data as well. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we get right into it then? Um, well, the semi-final results uh, already caused some uh, uproar on social media. Um, it shouldn't be a huge surprise that Finland won the semi-final, given it was 100% televoting, Sweden second, Israel third. Um, I think the biggest surprise is maybe Serbia finishing 10th, because most people saw it as a sure qualifier. And how close it was to non-qualifying. Latvia was in 11th place with 34 points and Serbia in 10th with 37 points. So was that the outcome you expected from the semifinal, especially for the two borderline qualifiers? No, I thought I thought if there was someone that would be borderline, it might be Malta. And I mean, I, given uh, Serbia's domination lately and the, I guess, the amount of Serbs living outside of Serbia... Uh, in a televote only semi-final, I thought Serbia would be further higher up the board mm. than than tenth. Uh, yeah, it was. It was like again. This is this is new territory this year with the change in the voting, and um, yeah, there's a lot to look at, huh? Mm. Well, I think one of the most interesting parts is maybe the rest of the world voting. Um, and interestingly enough, Latvia got eight points from the rest of the world, which is outstanding given that they didn't even qualify. I don't know why exactly. I'm very happy about it, of course. Um, but I think I heard that Sudden Lights have some fans from Latin America. Maybe they got really active. I don't know what happened, but definitely a huge surprise. It would be wonderful if the EBU released, um, you know, just just some data. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not crazy. I don't think we're ever going to get like a country by country breakdown yeah. of what happened. But even just... Overall numbers, um, you know, was it, was there voting in the thousands, tens of thousands, mm. millions? Who knows? Maybe not millions. Um, you know, was it concentrated in a couple of countries around the world? Was there? Did votes come in from every country? Mm. You know, that that type of thing would be would be interesting. I think because they've done this new thing and they they want it to keep going throughout the years. Mm. Um, but that said, Israel got the twelve yes. from the rest of the world on Tuesday night. Not shocked about that. To be honest, I think if this would be like, you know, the American song contest, maybe, or like just America voting, I know they're not the rest of the world entirely, but I think a huge amount of votes came from them for sure. I think Israel might have taken the trophy because I think this was a very American performance, don't you think? Like this is what America would maybe go for, especially the US. Yeah, maybe that's why I was so turned off by it. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 highly possible, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But again, you think Ireland with so, with so many, you know, Irish expats around the world and so many people with Irish heritage. Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 points total, including the rest of the world vote is, is so mm-hmm. low. I can't, I can't make sense of half of this. I think a big surprise is definitely Malta being last in the semifinal with only three points. Um, not just because we love the busker and we had a ball with them, but, you know... Um, it was really a good performance, and we thought they might even sneak through, you know, to the so final. so upbeat. The crowd in, in, in the m Bank mm-hmm. Arena really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Huge applause, huge cheers. They put on a good show, and I really think three is very unjustified. Very. But I've always said this, you know, Malta always benefits from the jury every year. And, like, speaking of microstates in general, like, this new voting system will be very hard we'll see that with San Marino like in a few minutes when we talk about semifinal two but like they don't get enough televote supports like you know Serbia I mean of course Luke Black deserved the final as well but like a huge uh, amount of votes also came from their neighbors Croatia or from Switzerland you know with a huge Serbian diaspora and other countries may not be able to rely on that and that's why I think maybe this voting system needs some work yeah, it, it'll be interesting next year. I mean, Luxembourg coming back um, in, in, a, in, a, in a Eurovision where there's no juries. Mm. What will that look like? How, what, you know, it's going to be hard for them to find their own local talents uh, <laughs> and to, to produce something that will be pleasing, I guess, to enough countries to qualify is going to be tough. And then other countries that might want to come back. Uh, there's rumors Monaco could be close to coming back as well. Uh, Andorra really wants to come back, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even Turkey, although Turkey's not exactly a microstate. Uh, they're <laughs> coming back to a different Eurovision, and qualifying to the grand final is not uh, not as straightforward as it used to be. Yeah. And especially talking about Luxembourg, I mean, they've never been in any Eurovision competition with Televote. Like they, or semis. Yeah, <laughs> they left in 93, it was all juries back then, we don't have any Televote record of Luxembourg whatsoever, so... But yeah, that's not this year, that's for next year. Um, I think overall the rest looks pretty reasonable for semi-final one. Uh, no big shockers. I have to say, like, Ireland, like, people were... I mean, 10 points is not a lot, but everyone was seeing them, like, as a sure last place. And they did 12th, after all, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's a small victory. Um, Netherlands, only 7 points. I mean, I know um, they had a lot of bad press going in with the pre-parties not going as well as they'd hoped for. But the performance on the night wasn't that bad. I know they changed, and maybe changed, again, I'm not a music person, but I think I would say they changed the key. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and, and it was fine for what that was. It wasn't the studio version, but, like, it, it wasn't bad. Maybe they didn't have enough chemistry, but I, I seven points just seems so yeah. low. You can really see in semifinal one, there were nine sure qualifiers, there were four sure non-qualifiers, and then just... Serbia and Latvia made it out for the last spot, pretty much. Because, like, also Serbia and ninth place in the semi-Portugal are divided by 30 points. So that wasn't close whatsoever. Well, semi-final two then. Um, Australia won semi-final two. A solely televoting competition won by Australia. That's new for Eurovision for sure. It is. And last night I was complaining about Europe not supporting Australia in the televote. And then here we are (laughs) one day later and we've got data here that proves me wrong. And that's what we love about Eurovision. I'm always wrong. Yeah, But that support was highly neglected in the final because, you know, 
Australia was like with I think 21 points in the final, but won the televote uh, semi-final. Austria second in the semi-final with only televote, but then yeah. 16 points from the televoting in the final. Surely running order has a lot to do with that. Austria opened. Um, Australia was, you know, close to Finland. And yeah, all right in the middle. Yeah, it's mm. tough. But what yeah. do we have to say about semifinals? Yeah, so, so that rounds out the top three. Australia, Austria, and Poland. And uh, you were digging around and you found some interesting data about the jumps. Because semifinal two, a lot of people said, was going to be the weaker semifinal. But um, in terms of... The change from semi-final result to final result, we had two countries that actually improved in the final. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Estonia was tenth in semi-final two. Um, not e- qualif- well, not barely qualified, but qualified. You know, last last place, place yeah. of the qualifiers, pretty much. Um, and they finished in eighth place in the final, and like higher than australia austria poland lithuania slovenia armenia cyprus like higher than the first seven places of the semi-final and same with belgium they finished eighth in the semi and seventh in the final overall and that's you know just how things change with juries because i think both belgium and estonia were very competent performances vocally well well produced songs and you know that's something that's more appreciated by the juries of course yeah, and now now maybe for the, the less fun news for Romania and for San Marino, they actually set, I don't know if this is a record, but it's, it's certainly a first since the voting changed in 2016. Uh, they're the first countries to get zero points um, in the semifinals. Mm. And again, I'm 100% sure it wouldn't have happened, you know, with the old voting system with both juries and televote in the semi. Again, San Marino, like, that's just... A microstate thing, probably again the same struggle as Malta had, yeah. and um, and how do you fix that without sending your like finding a Lorraine to go for you? Yeah, or, or like <laughs> even with Florida, they barely qualified and were like bottom five in the final. Yeah. Um, Romania, I feel so bad for him because like we talked to him and we know he's a huge Eurovision fan, so he probably looked up, oh, I didn't qualify, where did I finish? And that must be very painful, and like that poor yeah. boy got you know not a lot of support. In general, so that was yeah. I feel really bad for that. No, and he he seems to have put um, his own touch on. Like he he planned every aspect of that himself. He did everything by himself, which hurts even yeah. more. It's one thing if you don't write the song, you don't plan the staging, and you flop. At least in the back of your head, I guess you can blame mm. other people, other things. But when you take control and do everything yourself and still get zero, it's it's yeah, that's mm. not a good day. Yeah. But shall we look at the rest of the world vote for semifinal two? Actually, Albania got the rest of the world 12. Very impressive because like people thought they wouldn't even qualify, uh, including us before the live shows at least. Um, and Armenia, 10 points. So, Yeah, I, I'm kind of, well, yeah, as, as a rest of the world voter, um, <laughs> not who I would have voted for. Um, at least I did try to vote. Yeah. <laughs> at least Austria eight points. I think that's you're more pleased with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I had my votes spread around a bit for this uh, semifinal, mm-hmm. uh, but of course, uh, what happened in both semifinals is that because uh, I'm using a Canadian credit card in Europe, mm-hmm. of course, the credit card is like, hey, this could be fraud. <laughs> We're going to text your Canadian phone number to make sure that uh, that things are working out. Of course, I 
I don't know if everyone out there knows how expensive uh, cell phones are in Canada. You guys in Europe are so lucky. It's so cheap. Uh, so when Canadians travel, we just buy SIM cards in the country we're in. And that's what I did. Just to turn on my Canadian SIM would have cost an extra 12 euros a day for almost zero data. So sadly, I couldn't vote. I tried. Uh, but no, my, my votes would not have gone to Albania. <laughs> no. <laughs> but good for them. Um I think the rest is pretty much, you know, it adds up. Um, shall we talk about the final then? Oh, yeah, there's so much here because we have jury votes and, and televotes to talk about, right? Mm. We've got two sets. Uh, do we, yeah, let's just look at the winner. No surprise. <laughs> no. no. No one listening doesn't know who the winner is. No. So, um, Sebi verified that this is the earliest win in the running order since 2003 because Lorraine performed in ninth place mm -hmm. and Sertab performed fourth in the running order back in 2003 yeah with 26 finalists as well so that's impressive yeah it's yeah. really really impressive that yeah. she was remembered after all of that yeah. her 583 points makes this the fourth highest ever uh, so she kind of fits in between Bulgaria 2017 and uh, Ukraine 2016 Jamala there Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just just she dominated the jury vote. What else can we say? Yeah, there's no jury that didn't give her points. I think the lowest were even like four points, right? Yes, we found two countries that gave her four points. Um, and when you combine jury and televote, interestingly, she didn't get the full 24 from anybody. Mm -hmm. The best she got was 22 points from Malta, Estonia, and Albania. And she got televote points from every country except rival Finland, who gave her <laughs> zero, which good on you, Finland. At least you're paying attention. Yeah, but that's like, that's challenging, you know. I mean, she was still one of the big favorites and, you know, she was still like very popular. So like, it's impressive that you can get a whole country not to vote for an entry because, you know... Your but own it, but it just shows you they're paying attention. Yeah. Right? You know, if, if Italy was going up against, uh, I don't know, Belgium, you know, yeah. they were the, the two top favorites. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Italy would give Belgium 12 points. Yeah. They, they would have no idea they that care. Belgium yeah. would be close. Right? They, they might yeah. give Belgium the win or any other country. Yeah. So good, good on you, Finland. You're paying attention. Yeah. But I think what was a lot more shocking was like how poorly Finland did with the juries. Like... I mean, fourth place is great, but like he was ignored by so many jurors, which is just insane. 14 juries 14, gave yeah. zero points. And like, that's the problem with juries. Like, I really think that the jury, uh, the current system with the juries needs fixing because, you know, the 12 from a jurors is always like the entry that they all can agree on. It doesn't even have to be anyone's favorite from the lineup of songs. But once there is an entry that is like so like upsetting one single juror they can put it down you know and i think that system really needs fixing well uh i <laughs> i opened an excel file as i do uh and i did a quick look at the the disagreement between the jury and the televote so these would be the countries that i guess were pushed given an extra bump by the juries compared to the televote and vice versa so uh, the top five that were helped by the juries were Austria, who got 88 more points from the juries than the televote. 
Spain with 90 points, Sweden with 97, Australia with 109. Wow. And the shocker, um, I guess, as we were watching last night, we kept saying, oh my, like at one point, Estonia was in second place overall. We're all like, yeah. what, where did that come from? <laughs> Estonia got uh, 124 points more from the juries than from the televote. Mm-hmm. But then if you flip that, you look, well, who did the public like that the juries didn't? Uh, Poland, Babia, got 69 more. <laughs> Of course. Uh, of course. Croatia, <laughs> no shock there either. 101 more. Yeah. Ukraine, who's, again, typically a, a public vote favorite more so than the juries yeah. in most years, 135. Norway, 164. I think uh, that's a bit of a shock because we might have thought the juries would have liked Norway a bit more. But yeah. anyway. And uh, no surprise, the country that got more from the public was Finland, who got an extra 226 Mm-hmm. Uh, from the public than the televote. Which is impressive. And again, like, um, we're all, we were all excited about Lorraine and about Sweden winning, of course, but I have to say, Finland did everything they could to win. Yes, my, my bags are already packed next year for a Nordic nation. It was just, yeah. it was just, is it going to be blue and white or was it going to be blue and yellow? Finland was in the top five of every country's televoting. That's, I mean, what more can you achieve, basically? And like, you know, it's just too bad the juries can never be predicted because it's always like five different people from each country. So, you know, they could totally like the exact same lineup could be totally different with in a different year, you know, with other jurors. Yeah. And and just to pile on for Katia, who should be very proud, obviously. Of course. Um, 526 points was his total in the end. That's the seventh most point total ever. Uh, so he is now in between Netta, who's in sixth place. And Moniskin, who's in eighth place. So, I mean, he beat Moniskin overall in a year with less countries. So, less <laughs> votes up for grabs. That's impressive, yeah. And if we look just at um, jury versus televote, so Lorraine's uh, points were the second most jury points ever. And Karia has tied with Amar Peros Deutsch for the second most televote points ever. Again, which is impressive because I think Amar Pilostois is overall the most yes. pointer ever in yeah. Eurovision history. So that's impressive. He, yeah, he dominated the televote and the jury. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what else is there to say about the final? Um, well, let's, let's flip the table and let's mm-hmm. look at the bottom because, I mean, you, you could rant about Germany for days. I could and I will for the next few episodes still probably. <laughs> um, I, that's... Do you understand it? Like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't either. Um, I, I really thought they would get more, especially for the rest of the world. I thought they would get lots of points there. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've gone on tour with Iron Maiden. They're about to go on tour with them again. Hmm. Like, they're, they're not an unknown entity. They're known. Like, and they had just finished uh, a tour in South America before they started yeah. Eurovision. And, you know, like, in that whole lineup of Eurovision, like, of course, there are some people that are known in the Eurovision bubble. But I think in general, Lord of Lost were definitely one of the biggest names in that whole lineup. Mm. Um, yeah, and I like I know that the juries like to uh, deny that rock is a genre and then rock can also be good music. So they tend not to vote for that. But like I thought the televote would give more points to that. Yeah. Can I talk about the home entry for a moment? Yeah. Because I, I have some data on that. Uh, some impartial data. So there's been a trend since 2015, since, of course, your first Eurovision in Vienna, that the home country tends to, uh, for lack of a better term, shit the bed when it comes to their own entries. 
And there is data for this. So, I mean, we've got the UK now um, coming second last, 25th place. If we go back to the Make Makes in 2015, they were 26th out of 27. With uh, zero points. <laughs> zero points. Yeah, points aside, just looking yeah, yeah. at place, yeah. Uh, Ukraine, 2017, they were 24th. Portugal, 2018, last place, 26th. And Israel and the Netherlands were 23rd, uh, respectively, in 2018-2019. And now, of course, the UK in 2023 has come 25th. Only two countries have not followed that trend. That was Sweden in 2015 with France. And, of course, uh, Brividi last year finished sixth place. Mm. So in the grand scheme of things, I know the UK fans are not happy because this is um, kind of the UK's trend. Of course, last year was the big exception with uh, yeah. Sammy Boy. But, uh, yeah, this this kind of fits with the home entries kind of always flopping. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, the UK really, you know, they did a great job hosting, of course. Like, yeah. I mean, we already talked about it. It was a great production. Everything was amazing. But like the UK entry to me personally, and again, apologies, but that screamed last place for me. And I think um, Ukraine really liked the UK entry. I think they're very grateful, um, you know, for everything they've done for them because they got... Four points from the Ukrainian jury, which was one of their highest uh, jury votes, and their highest televote score with five points was also from Ukraine. Five points out of nine yeah. televote points. So yeah, that's maybe that's what they get, you know, for hosting and everything. Um, good for them, I guess. Um, yeah, are there any big shockers in the final? I mean, Serbia was tenth, barely qualifying, and was third to last overall. I can't remember what we said last night. Uh. <laughs> I remember we had a fake sponsor, but that's about it. Yeah. So I don't want to repeat myself again. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a great year. Um, after all, uh, mm. I was worried about the quality, but it uh, it was a great show. It was a slick show. The hosts were great. Mm. Um, most of the contestants seemed to get along, and um, it's it's no, it's been fun watching social media and watching them post their pictures of each other backstage yeah. and supporting each other. Yeah. It's that's all. That's always fantastic. Most of them, yeah. And I think it was a good year for us as well. Like, we really started this podcast with no expectations. We got to talk to so many artists. Um, we've got, yeah, we've found ourselves, you know, a place in the Eurovision world somehow through that. And I think we're very grateful for all of you for listening to us. Yes, I'm very grateful we got to come to Barcelona and lose Jan. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, he doesn't have a 20-hour flight tomorrow, but that's... Yeah. That's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And one last thing, of course, uh, post Eurovision depression always hits hard. But with building bridges, there's no room for post Eurovision depression because we will continue. We will release one episode per week still. And um, yes, try and shut us up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> try that. Not gonna work. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Ciao.